What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Breakthrough Society podcast. I'm your host, Irvin. And today, man, we have a good friend of mine, Roy Edwards, in the building. We're not really in the building, right? But we got on a Skype call, but you know what I mean. Um, dude, Roy, man, he's a good dude. He's, man, he's been through some shit. Um, a lot of adversity, a lot of um, troubles as a kid. And uh, growing up, but but uh, with with all that that's that you know that that uh, he went through, I mean you know it it forged him into the person that he is today. He's a legit dude, you know. He plays so- hockey. He's uh he is building up his 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 legit company that um tomorrow I'm actually gonna hop on a call with him. Um, that way he can set up set up an online it's like an online um a business and I'm, I'm thinking of the word i have it in the back of my my mind but i just can't think of it right now uh like remote remote uh, warehouse or office something like that but anyways make sure you make sure you you check this shit out man you're not gonna want to miss it So before we get into the show, my dude, Roy Edwards, um, man, if you find value in this, if it helped you get through some shit, which I know it will, after listening to to his story, um, go go over to what the fuck. First, um, make sure to to share it with somebody that you know is gonna benefit from it, friends, family, whoever, and let them know why you send it to them. Don't just fucking send it to them. Cause they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, <clears throat> share it with them. Let them know why you did. Um, share it on your Instagram stories. You know, tag us, and uh, we'll we'll repost it. We'll chat. We'll uh, we'll chat, and also go over to the Facebook and type in Breakthrough Society Movement and uh, request to join, man, and join the group, and and. Uh, We'll help each other out and we'll, we'll talk some more on there, man. So with that being said, guys, let's get into the show. How are you, man? Good. Good. Thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate this. This is awesome. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to, you know, schedule this in. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I thank you for being flexible for the reschedule, dude. Like, this <laughs> is, uh, we've been meeting to get, getting together for a while. You know, you came on mine. And uh, I appreciate that. It was an awesome episode, and uh, happy to return on to yours, man. Glad we could make it work. Hell yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have anything like too big or a meeting going on, you know. So just it was cool pushing, pushing it back an hour. Nice, you know. But well, we're ready to rock now. Hell yeah, man. So just tell the listeners my first question. Tell the listeners uh, who you are and what do you do. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Roy Edwards. I am the president and COO of Capital Presence. And uh, I guess technically we're a consulting group, I guess. I don't like to use the word consulting group, but uh, we're Microsoft partners and cloud experts. So we help organizations, uh, whether enterprise, federal government, uh, or small mid-sized businesses, we help them build cloud and remote solutions. So what we aim to do is place your business wherever you are. 
So we want to uh, enable you to work wherever. That could be the beach, you know, a t-ball game. We know that our lives are busier than ever these days. Even somehow being at home, our lives are, are busier yeah. than ever. Right? <laughs> and, and just wait till the world opens right back up. We're all going to t-ball practices or baseball or, or lacrosse or whatever it is you're into, right? Like it's only going to get busier. And uh, so we help, we help put you where your life is instead of, uh, you know, the traditional way of thinking is you have to go into the office, you got to be in a very specific place and you miss out on life, right? So you're choosing between work and life. And we want to, uh, you know, make that choice easier by just living, you know, live your life and business will follow, right? So that, that's what we like to do. And we enable businesses to, to work wherever. That's interesting, man. That's, uh, I don't think I've ever heard anything like that yeah <laughs> I, I probably like came across it but you know haven't really put much thought into that um so we'll definitely dive dive into that later yeah. on man but first uh how, like how did you grow up how did you get into that business or what did you do before that yeah yeah not every like four-year-old wants to get into like cloud <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i feel like i had a pretty normal upbringing like i i i um i'm from the suburbs right outside of Washington, D.C. I was actually born in D.C., but, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm from the suburbs, right? So, like, I'm just like any other kid, I guess, growing up. Uh, at, at the age of 12, I guess there's one little difference about my childhood that's probably different than most is uh, at, at the age of 12, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And so Crohn's is a uh, – it's an, an inflammatory and digestive disease, right? So it's – Basically, your immune system and your and your uh, digestive system attacks itself. It doesn't know what's food, what's good bacteria, what's bad bacteria, and so you end up with a lot of pain, a lot of stomach aches, and it's not the most fun thing in the world, right? So, I, so at the age of twelve, like a lot of my friends were like playing foot. Like I got pulled out of football, you know. Like I was playing football like any other normal kid. I, so I played football and baseball and hockey and, you know, I played all kinds of sports. Like, like every other kid, I feel like I was just like a normal kid. Yeah. Like I pulled out of football, um, you know, cause to focus on my health and stuff like that. And so like that kind of started, like, I don't know, I was in the hospital all the time, getting my blood drawn, like every 30 days, you know, you go down the whole path of like that. Right. So, um, so yeah, like at, at an early age, like I had, I feel like I had this like, like, I don't know if I, I, I'm definitely, I was definitely not mature. I don't feel like I'm still very mature, <laughs> but like, but like I had that like mentality that of like, like the carpe diem, like one day at a time men mentality at, a, at extremely young age, because like, that's all I could really focus on. Like you couldn't focus on six months in the future when, you know, you don't even like, I didn't even know what it was at 12. Like a doctor sits you in a room with your parents and they're like, you have Crohn's disease. And I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? You know, and so like my parent, I remember my parents being in my dad's office with like the door shut, them Googling, trying to figure out what it was and like, look, trying to research like what. So like it was just like a lot of unknown. So pretty scary. And I like developed a like that's like really when I started to lean on like my sense of humor. So like for me, sense of humor is like a coping mechanism. You know, it's like how I deal with like stress. So I was stressed from like then on you know and so i just be kind of like fell into like trying to get into humor or you know and you know found myself like like just immersing myself into different things a lot of that became sports so i ultimately did go back to sports and like just kind of just like 
I was just constantly always doing sports or on the other side of things doing like technology. So like I, a lot of my friends were musicians growing up and I can't play uh, an instrument to save my life here in my background. But like, honestly, dude, like you definitely, you definitely do not want to hear me play it. <laughs> like <laughs> like I I could play like three songs, you know what I mean? I got like smoke on the water. I got like, you know, um, uh, like, I don't know. I got like three or four songs that like outside of that, like you don't want to hear me. even. (laughs) It's, it's, it's not, it's not good. So, um, all my friends were, were musicians, you know, like, um, pop punk was like a big thing, like in the nineties, you know what I mean? So like a lot, so like we would go to concerts and we would like hold con, like that was like the house parties, like we hold concerts you know what i mean so like um <laughs> since Budget i gigs yeah like you know that's like what it was you know? and yeah. so um i like played the guitar in a band for like a little bit as soon as they started playing more than those like three songs that like i didn't know how to play like i was no longer in the band and so for like my connection to like that world was like technology so i was like all right well i'll take y'all's pictures of the shows I'll create websites for all. And so then like the more bands that like we communicated with, I was building like their websites and stuff. You know what I mean? So I like learned through high school and all that stuff like that, how to build a website. And like I went, ended up teaching at a, at a graphics school as while I was in high school. So my junior year, I went to a different high school, took the Academy. And then my senior year, I taught that same one as a TA so I ended up going off to college with like 16 credits in, in graphic and web design. Um, and that kind of like opened the door, you know, like my dad was like, dude, like what the hell are you going to do in your life? Building websites, you know, cause like it, it wasn't like a thing, you know what I mean? Like, so like he was like really against it. So I went to business school instead. And so I just, I had this like weird, like upbringing, I guess, in terms of that, where it was just like, I understood tech but I went to like a business school and then like at a young age, I had this like story of like Crohn's disease where I was like kind of like put on an island kind of a thing, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's like a long winded way to say that I'm a weird dude that uh, <laughs> found technology in a weird way. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's crazy. That's, that's quite a, I know bringing, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, here you are, man. You know the the what we go through. You know that's what makes us who we are today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'm a big believer in that. You know, um, I, I believe that things happen for us, not not to us. Yeah, for like sure. A, dude. a lot of the time, you'll be in something like you'll be going through what seemingly seems like a, like the end of your world. You know, and it might be the end of like your world as you currently know it, but yeah. it would be the beginning of like your world as you're about to know it kind of mm-hmm. a thing, you know? So that is like how I've always kind of approached it. Right. It's like me and my wife, when we're going through stuff that sucks, cause like the, all that stuff that happened to me in my childhood, like that was just like, kind of like pre pre liner. Like I went through a lot of shit going through like, like I've had surgery. I had an ileostomy where you have to walk around with like a bag hanging off your belly. Like your intestines are literally outside of your body. I can show you some gruesome ass photos Jeez. and videos, man. You know? So like I've been through some stuff. Like if it wasn't through like modern medical technology, I'd be dead. You know what I mean? Like 200 years ago, a hundred years ago, I'm, I'm, de- we're not speaking right now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm dead, you know? So 
you know, but it's all like to get you to the next level. Like if, if I hadn't have been that 12 year old kid who was going through hospitals and going through all that, I wouldn't have an appreciation of life. And if I wouldn't have appreciation of life, then maybe then I'm, I'm not trying to seek out a career in doing things where like I can work from home. Like my, I saw my dad work from home and I was like, I am not going to work in an office. Like that was a goal when I was really little. And a lot of it was because like I had Crohn's and I just wanted to be home. <laughs> you know, like I just wanted to have the option to see my doctor like that. That was some of it. Right. So like that built on it and that set me down certain paths. And then that certain paths set me down certain paths. And then out of college, like I got a job working for the government and uh, I worked for the, the Food and Drug Administration. And part of that was like because of like I was presented opportunities because of Crohn's disease, like um I'm considered a disability. I can, I'm considered by the government to have a disability. And so like I was put through disability programs and stuff like that, which led ultimately to like what I'm doing now. So it's like a lot of the things that we look at in our lives were like, like I remember praying as a young kid and being like, like, God, why, like, why did you do this to me? I just want to be normal. You know what I mean? Like when really is a blessing, you know, like you can look at the same things that suck and that like seem to be like hindrances on you when really ultimately 20, you know, I'm 20 years down the line now of when I was praying, like basically cursing God, like, why did you do this to me? And now here I am 20 years later, like thanking God that I had those same opportunities that were presented by that same thing, you know? So, you know, it's, it's all perception, how you look at it. And, and, and my wife, like I said, my wife and I, when we, when we run into things where it's like, we look at each other and we're like, you know, can't wait to see what God's got planned for us out of this one, man. Cause this yeah. is a crazy one. Right. So, um, but that, you know, when you're young, you don't, you don't see the full picture, right? You yeah. see, you see right now, you see like, damn, like, I just want to go kick it with my friends and like, <laughs> you know, like, you don't see the full picture of 20 years from now. Cause how could you, you know? Yeah. And even like, I, I, I haven't gone through some shit like that. Right. But, um, you know, like I've had like my last relationship breakup was in 2018. So mm -hmm. like at that time, I mean, when you're going through it, you're like, Oh fuck, you know why? And shit like that, you know, but like, I mean, looking back now, dude, it's like the best fucking shit. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> because like when I was, with her like i realized now that i i was lazy because she was lazy so we were just both fucking lazy mm -hmm. uh like i wasn't doing shit you know like i was just fucking um eating like shit like all this fucking crazy stuff that i don't do now and it's like dude like because that relationship ended like now i found myself and i found like these good habits that i'm doing and my mind is clear, like I know where I want to go and what I want to do and shit like that. So it's like I look back and it's like because of that uh, relationship that ended, you know, I founded the MFCEO podcast and that mm -hmm. just fucking sparked everything, dude. So yeah. that's like a good fucking thing to have is like the way that you see shit. Yeah, dude, but, sometimes you have to walk out of shit to get to something that's better. Right. Yeah. Like if you think of a house, right, you walk into a house and if all you ever stand in the, is in the foyer, like that, that, that area in the house where like, if you only ever stand in the beginning part of that house, then you're going to miss like the best part of the house. 
you're going to miss like the master bedroom and all that. But like nobody's master bedroom is as soon as you walk into a house. Like you don't just walk yeah. in and just like plop down into like the most badass part of the house. Right. Like <laughs> nobody designs a house that way. So like why would our lives be designed that way? You know, like we have to go through some shit. We got to go through the dark hallway. We got to go through everything to find like the nice part of the house, like to see like where we're supposed to be, where we're supposed to lay our heads, you know? So it's like, you got to go through some shit and everybody's got a different story. Like not everybody's going to have my story. And like, my story is is just me. Like some people listen to my story and be like, "Man, like that's nothing. Like whatever. Like I went through. Like I know people battling cancer. Like some real world shit. You know. Like that's not my story. Like I'm still here. You know what I mean? Like I'm fine in, in the in the grand scheme of things. There's some people going through some like real world shit right now that you just got to know that that's put there to to test you. You know, like it, like you're gonna be better because of it. I know you might not see that right now." You know, but stay grateful, keep your head up, keep pushing, and your life will be better because of it. You just have to be open to that lesson because there's a, there is a lesson there that you're learning. Whether you see the lesson now or not, but the sooner you realize that, that le- what, the, what you're going through, like the sooner you realize that of why you're going through that and the lesson that you're supposed to be, supposed to be taking from it, you'll, you'll be better, better because of it, you know? Yeah, that's a good point too. Is like whenever you're going through some shit, like you should ask yourself that question is like, what lesson can I learn from this? Right. Cause then, there's one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And then like that, I mean, yeah, like you're saying like there's one in, in everything. So like you just, and then it's also like the way that you react to it. Yeah. Like you can't just fucking like curl up in a ball and fucking lay down and cover yourself with a blanket and shit. Yeah. Like you have to fuck, I don't know, do whatever you got to do to, uh, like be better to improve yourself like what andy says is like uh focus on what you can control mm-hmm. and not what you can't control so that's like when the 75 heart comes in and that's what like came into my life that that should fucking like put me on another another level of, of thinking yeah and it's like i just like like 20 2020 dude was like the fucking pandemic came and covid and they fucking locked everything down and all this shit and it's like, okay, what are you going to do about it? Like, we'll focus on what you can control. Yeah. Right? Like, don't. Like, it's it's something that bad that came, right? But, you know, it's just like how we reacted to it, how we, what we did. what, And and I started 75 Hard, which is like I focused everything that I can control on. You know, what I put in my brain, what I put in my mouth, what, you know, like the workouts that I do, all that shit. And like me, for me, it was the most impactful year, dude, that I've had. I did 75 hard too. So like if you think about you think about like the storms, right? Like in our lives. Like some shit happens, we can't control. It. Like we can't control the weather, right? But when you're doing 75 hard and the first day so I started 75 hard January 2nd, which I live in uh, northern Virginia right outside of Washington DC area. And so like that's the heart of winter, right? Like it's <laughs> snowing and sleeting and like going through all this shit, right? Like I had some people joke, they were like, man, that's the worst time to do it, right? But, like, is there a good time, you know what I mean? Like, like you pick your storm, like, you can't pick the storms, you know what I mean? Like, if it's going to snow, it's going to snow. If it's going to rain, it's going to rain. And I remember the first storm, me being like, what the fuck did I get myself into? (laughs) Like, this was stupid, you know what I mean? Um, But, like, as you, the more that you do it, you appreciate it. Like, then towards the end, like, I ended on uh, St. Patrick's Day. So it was March. So spring had just started, right? So like my last walk, it was gorgeous. 
You know what I mean? Like it was like, I don't know, like 65 degrees. Like I'm in shorts, like, you know, like, so like the, the transition from like bullshit that I had to go through in the beginning, it's like there, we, there is literal snow on the ground. It's sleeting. I'm wearing like three pairs of pants. I had to wear snowboarding boots sometimes to like get through the trek of the snow and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. It's like, you can't control any of that. You can just make sure that you go on your walk. Yeah. And eventually you'll be better because of it or you'll appreciate those like rainstorms. You know what I mean? Like, all right, it's sprinkling a little bit. Who cares? You know, whereas in the beginning, you're like, damn, man, the weather sucks. You know, oh, I have to do this. It's like that was like my favorite part about Sunday Hard was just like appreciating everything. You know, it, like it doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing or sleeting or whatever. Like I got stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I gotta, I gotta do me. I gotta, cause in life it's not gonna be perfect either, right? Like name one time everything has just been completely perfect, and you just like woke up and showed up and shit like played. No, it doesn't work like that, you know. Yeah. So like, there's some, there are some. Andy Frisella did a great job in designing that program, which I know it wasn't. He didn't just throw that thing together against the wind, you know what I mean? Like he put some serious thought into that program, and uh, it's great, man. I, I recommend it to all kinds of different people, man. I'm like, dude, do this. Like, it'll change. It'll change you, like the way that you go about looking at things. Dude, yeah, dude, and like the fact that, like, how you were saying that it's never a perfect time. So now it's like, whenever you want to do something, like, you just fucking do it. Right. Just do it. But, yeah. You, know? you don't think about anything else. Like, you just, all right. Well, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> right. And right. Just, like, you start, man. That's. Yeah, that's the thing about the program. And I'm not like a workout dude. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you, if, if people are listening, like I'm not some like big like giant ass muscular <laughs> ass dude, right? Like I'm a little guy. Like I played sports and I still play sports. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not a professional athlete. You know what I mean? Like I never like I, like I'm athletic to to a certain degree, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm a, I was a, I was a pretty good high school athlete, right? Like that's my area of, of athleticism, right? I'm not some big dude or anything like that. And so for me, like the whole program wasn't about like lifting weights and like getting like as just jacked as possible, right? (laughs) For me, it was like, all right, like I'm going to learn how to balance my life and like work through like the shit that I don't want to do. Cause where I was like, dude, I don't even want to like work out. Like, and now I'm like, and then as it went on, you're like, all right, well, like, I look forward to that walk. Like, I look forward to, I rode Peloton, you know, or I did, like, yoga or, like, just doing, and, like, it was, like, that little, like, meditation part of your day. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, all right, I'm going to go, like, bench but, all this yeah. crazy stuff, you know? Like, just, like, do whatever. Like, it's about being active and forcing yeah. yourself to, like, do new things. Yeah, man, taking care of your body. Yeah. Yeah, dude, so... uh Fuck, I forgot what I was gonna ask. Um, but you, uh, you play uh, hockey, like you just play hockey now, right? Yeah, yeah, I play hockey. So, um, I play in a men's league. Like it's just for fun. But like, being an entrepreneur, right, is like anything that I do for fun turns into like a <laughs> giant project, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. So, um, so yeah, like I started. So after my surgery in 2016, um. I, uh, so two things happened out of my surgery. Um, one, that was like when I decided to go all in on the business because I, it was kind of like a side project. I was working for, I was working for the government and, um, I worked for, for Sirius XM. Like my goal was to be on the radio. Like that's what I wanted to do with my life. Like I thought that's what I was going to end up being. Like I thought I was going to become a, a radio personality and, 
you know, I worked for the same radio station that Howard Stern got his start at. And I was doing like, I, I was like, I had credentials to like the NCAA. Like I would go to the sweet 16 and the elite eight every year to cover it. So I was like in the, in the press conference room with like my badge. And like, I had credentials to Georgetown and Loyola lacrosse and like Texas tech and um, West Virginia. And like, I, I was like building like a legit, like media company. Right. And like, I would be in battles with like, um bleacher report like they would steal some of my articles <laughs> i got threatened of a lawsuit by bar uh by barstool was a bar it was either barstool or bleacher report one of the two one of them's owned by vox media and they sent me a cease and desist because it said my website looked too much like theirs so like i was like in it you know what i mean trying to like trying to to grow this was like in yeah. 2000, 2010 2011 and um i got a job at SiriusXM as a producer for what is now ESPNU. Um, it was called College Sports Nation at the time. And so, like, I was producing, like, large radio programs, you know? And so, like, that's what I thought I was going to do. And then I had – and then I got put in surgery. I was doing that radio stuff the same time I was working for the government and then got offered a job outside of the government as a contractor doing consulting work and uh, designer and developer work for the, for the Veteran Affairs and so I was like, well, I don't know which one I want to do. Like I, the one pays a lot of money, you know, or like what I thought was a lot of money at the time. Turns out it really wasn't that much money, but it was a lot to me at the time, you know. And uh, and then the other one was the radio, which paid like nothing, you know. <laughs> it was like, all right, well, like I can do this. And it's an hourly job. It was basically minimum wage. And it was like, but this is like what I really want to do. So I took both. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do both with the idea that I'm going to go on the radio. Well, then I had surgery, right? And I went through all these health stuff and, and it was like, basically I had to pick, you know? And so then I had to like, like I had to resign from Sirius XM and it was like, at the time I was like, damn man, like I, this is what I thought I was going to do. Like this, my whole life, like I feel like I've been built around this, you know? And, uh, and then I was in the hospital. I had just uh, had surgery. I still have the pictures on my phone. And I, I post about this a lot on my Instagram. So if you guys have seen my, if you guys have seen my my inners and my uh, <laughs> my intestines and stuff like that, I'm sorry if you saw it while you're eating. But <laughs> but that was like part. Of, so I had I had to take a picture of myself in the hospital to send to my employer at the time to prove to them that I was in the hospital because I was working remote some of the days. And he was like, you know, well, well, how long are you going to be out? I'm like, dude, I, like, I don't know, man. I just had freaking surgery. Like, what do you mean? Like, I just had a foot and a half of my intestines removed. I got a bag hanging from my stomach. Like, I don't know. I'll be back, like, in a couple of days, I guess. I ended up taking, like, I think I ended up taking, like, one or two days of leave total. Worked from the hospital bed. I ended up getting an award from from Veteran Affairs um, for it. But, you know, but the employer who I was contracted to Veteran Affairs through, he was not the greatest, you know? And so, like, that was the point where I was like, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, that was, like, when Capital Presence was, like, really pushed. Because, like, my wife and I were using it basically as a side hustle at the time. Mm -hmm. We're, like, building, like, little websites and stuff, like, stuff on the side. And then after that, we were like, like, what's holding us back? You know, like, like let's do this, you know? So, like, I resigned from the from Sirius, and we went all, went all in and uh, started doing our own thing. 
you know, started, that was when we really pushed capital presence and we were started going into federal contracting. But to your question about hockey, right? Like that was also the time when I realized like I got to get healthy, you know, like I just came out of the part of the reason why I was in the hospital. I had strep of the intestines. I had E. coli. I had, um, what else did I had? I had, uh, uh I had, a, I had four different infections in my in my intestines, basically, along with Crohn's disease. So, like, I was jacked up, you know? And a lot of it was because I was living an unhealthy lifestyle. So I, I was out – I was doing Whole30 at the time and went out with a buddy who uh, – to watch the Caps, the Washington Capitals play. And I was out there, and the guy was like, hey, man, like, uh, do you play hockey? And I was like, ah, when I was little, you know, like, yeah, dude, I played hockey when I was little. And he was like, come play for my team. And I was like, yeah, sure, man, like, whatever, like, here's my number, like, hit me up, whatever, dude, thinking he would never call me. And he yeah. texted me like two weeks later, and he was like, yo, come play. Um, and so I ordered, it was like that, <laughs> it was like that Saturday, and I ordered like, pads and stuff like that off of Amazon, you know, that two day ship. Yeah. So I showed up with like, some like Amazon, like, basic like hockey like i had a wooden stick and like i looked like an idiot you know <laughs> like couldn't skate like falling all over the place um but like i made a commitment to myself that i was going to get active because being inactive led to contributed in an unhealthy lifestyle i was drinking a lot contributed to where to me being in the hospital so i made a commitment i started listening to that was 2016 which i think mfceo project came out in like 2015 so like I started listening to MFCEO project like right after I got out of the hospital or like yeah. walk, like right around the same time and changed my life, dude. Like for real. Like I oh, yeah. it's like, all right, well, I'm going to like play hockey and I like became a good skater and ended up le- leading that that division in goals and getting bumped up and then started my own team under the same brand. Now we have five teams that all skate under Renegades hockey and uh I'm one of the captains of the of the C league. And so like we, um, which, but it's still like, like we got like sponsors and I say that in quotation marks, like we have sponsors and like, you know, like we work with like different, like local businesses and stuff like that. And, but there's about a hundred skaters that all skate under renegades hockey. And, uh, you know, like it's become like a passion of mine because of like what it was able to give me, you know, like it gave me that mental stability. It gave me that health. It gave me my health back. You know what I mean? So like I, hockey is like a big deal, a big part of my life. And, uh, yeah, the Renegades Hockey Club, um, we all skate. So, like, Capital Presence and Renegades were basically right around the same time in my life. So if you, are, if, you, uh, if you ever find Renegades Hockey Club out there, you'll see the Capital Presence logo on all the jerseys because, like, those two are, like, the biggest two, like, things in my life, other than family, of course. Um, those are, like, the two biggest things in my life. So, yeah, I do play hockey for sure. Uh, and it's a big part of who I am now, definitely. Yeah, dude. Uh, like I stopped playing soccer six months ago. I've been thinking about getting back to it, but just listening to you say this and like how hockey is a big part of your thing, and and it is like it distracts you too from work and everything else, and it takes the stress away. Aside from it being something that you know, like a workout or whatever. Fuck, man. Like I really, I need to get back to it. Yeah. If you're anything like me, and I'm sure you are, because I you played pro. Uh, semi, yeah. semi, yeah. Well, yeah, semi-pro. Is, <laughs> that's a huge commitment, a huge part of your life. Yeah. And to me, sports was a huge part of my life. Like from when I was five years old, 
through high school and, and even in college, I played, um, I played a little bit in college. So sports has always been like a huge part of my life. So life without sports, I feel like was more difficult than, you know, training all the time. And again, I'm not some like huge dude, right? Like training to me was just like basically, um, uh, conditioning, like you're always doing running or biking or something, hand eye drills. So like getting back into hockey to me, like almost like stabilized my life. And like, I'm not like, again, the hockey club that I play for is just like, it's a beer league, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's like, it's not like, I'm not like on a fast track to become the next Washington Capitol or Hershey Bear or anything like that. Right. Like, yeah. I'm like, it's a, it's a league full of other dudes that are just hanging out that like want to like have sports in their life because it stabilizes them. It drinks, they drink beer. Yeah. And then you have a couple <laughs> beers afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like, when you grow up with sports as part of who you are, like, not doing something is weird, you know? Yeah. So like idle hands are the idle hands are the devil's playground, right? Like that's what I was always told growing up, right? Like you want to be doing something because if you're not doing something, then that enter in whatever it is that's going to distract you from who you want to become and what you want to do. Right. So like that's why I think that like owning my own business, I had to do it because when I was just working a 40 hour job 40 hour job, I was getting into trouble. Like I was drinking or I was doing something or like and like I was distracted, you know, that was the time when I was working for somebody else. I wasn't playing sports. Like I was just like, it was just bad. It was bad for me, you know, because I was, I was a four year athlete in high school. Like I played a sport every single season, you know, I, I played summer sports. I did like, like I was constantly doing something. And when I wasn't constantly doing something, I was getting into trouble. So like entrepreneurship for me was an easy transition and then it kept me busy, you know, like a lot, uh, like owning my own business now, like I, I, much like you, man, I'm sure like 40 hour work week is a vacation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what's a 40 hour work week, dude? Like I worked last night until like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, you know, and then tried to get, tried to get the bed, you know, read and studied a little bit of, and then woke up, you know, I had a call this morning at seven with a client and then. I've been on the go and I'll probably do it again today, you know, and then today is Wednesday, so I don't have to coach. But like yesterday, I coached my kids team as well. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like sports business, sports business family. And you got to you got to find a, a balance. But I'd rather it be sports business family than, you know, trouble, <laughs> you know, like drinking or falling yeah. something that it's like, I, again, like that was something my dad preached a lot was like. Idle hands is the devil's pr playground. So always have something that you're doing, keeping you on track to who you want to become, right? Um, which gets into like Andy's bricks, like his power list and stuff like that. Yeah, I call those bricks, man. I write it down every day. I'm like, this is what I have to get done. Because if I don't write anything down, then my day is fucked, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what you were saying with the, like, uh, that you have to, or you, like, you keep hockey in there so you don't do bad shit, like yeah. drink or whatever. Um, that's like a like what people say with addiction. Like addiction is not just like you just like forget about it. It's because you replaced a good habit for the bad habit that you had. So it just like keeps you busy, and that's how like you forget the bad addiction or whatever. So yeah, like yeah, dude. Like and keeping that balance is important because I know everybody talks about balance, but keeping that balance with like you're just like sports, business, family. Not in that order, right? But 
like just finding that shit that just keeps you going and keeps that momentum building like it's just fucking important dude that's something that i'm like kind of working on right now balance is tough man like i um i don't know if balance is really possible to be honest with you like um you kind of have to pick what you care about and then yeah and then rank your priorities you know like that's true anthony hammond came on my podcast um and he came on and he was like dude balance is bullshit you know like you're either 100% in or 100% out. If you're going to try to be 50-50 everywhere, then you're, you're, you're going to miss some details. And yeah. you're going to miss some of the things that are important to you. So you got to either be in or out, you know? And for me, all the way in is, like, going hard, you know? And that's why, I like, with the hockey team, like, I'm the captain. And I built the website. And I went and got sponsored because, like, I'm all in. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I can't just be, like, a guy. Like, I can't just be a guy. You know what I mean? Because then I, I'm not really all the way in. I'm, I'm Half-assy not, shit. Yeah, and then like all, and then all of a sudden you're not making some of the games. You know, like it's all right. I don't have to do this. Like, oh, I don't have to go this week, and I don't have to do that. I don't have to do this, and then you're slipping. You know? That was me, man. <laughs> so I'm either all in or all out, man. Like for everything, you know. And if all I'm if I'm all out, then you know, you'll know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I'm, but I, that's how I am, man. I'm, I'm, I'm either all in or all out. And for me, it's not really balance. It's just you rank your priorities, you know? Like, this is what's important to me, and I'm going to make sure that I go as hard as possible with that, you know? Like, with my kids and my family, with my kids, like, I'm the coach. And if I'm not the coach, then I'm one of the assistant coaches, you know, to try to be, like, as involved as possible because I want to be all in, you know? Mm-hmm you know because i for me that's really important family's really important so i try to do that like as much as possible like like i'll like i i when i'll buy them shit like on the internet or like i'll try to book trips or like we'll try to go do like things like we'll just try i try to be as like a good dad as much as i know how because like that's important to me you know it's not at that point it's not balance it's not like how can i you know give my business the proper attention that it needs and then also give my kids the proper attention that it needs and then also give my health and wellness the you know what i mean like then i get into this like weird like guilty mode yeah. right so just just go hard and sometimes yeah. like some days you're not going to be able to go all in on certain things you know mm-hmm. and maybe that's where balancing gets in if you're talking about balancing right it's like all right well today i'm going as hard as possible at this tomorrow i'm going as hard as possible at this but if it's important to you, you'll find a way, you know, and you just have to know what's important to you. And sometimes that means like not doing the little shit, you know, that was something that was hard for me was telling people no, you know, cause I tried to be liked by everybody. Like that was something that was like important to me when I was little, it was like, all right, well I have to be liked by everybody. I, everybody has to like me. So like, I want to make sure that this person like, okay, well I have to do this for this person and I have to do this and I have to do that. And I was trying to do so much and get pulled in so many different directions that I wasn't focusing on what was actually important, you know? But once you define what's actually important for you, then it becomes easy, you know? And you can go all in on those, on those things, you know? Faith, family, you know, friends, business, those are important to me, right? But, like, faith, family are, are way more important than friends. And... That's not to say that my friends aren't important to me, but if it comes down to like making a birthday party for my son 
or like helping a friend move or something like that, I'm going to go to the birthday party with my family. You know what I mean? But like, if you don't rank those and you don't define what's important to you, maybe you do go do that other thing because like, you're just trying to be pulled in so many different directions and you're trying to save face and you're trying to like make other people happy. You know, like that, that was hard for me. Not that exact scenario. You know, I've never, I've never gone and helped somebody move (laughs) birthday, but like I worried about, other people's perceptions of myself way too much when I was little. Yeah, dude. And what you were saying of like being have like, like, uh, what's called like all the way in or all the way out. Like that's the way that I was with soccer the last few months of last year in Houston, which is why I was like, that's, which is why like I really stopped playing. Cause I don't want to like be like, Oh fuck. Well, I don't want to go or fuck. I got to do this or right. So, so I didn't want to be like half-assed there. So I just stopped playing and just told myself, man, I'll get back into it when I have like my schedule set. Right. Or when I have more like the, the you know, balancing shit. So like I'm, and then now like I kind of am because like I've been going to the gym consistently. I've been eating more consi- healthier consistently, even when I'm not on 75 hard. You know, I've been taking my supplements. So I'm more, like work used to be up here and like my health and everything else up down here. So now it's like to the point where like my health is more important than work, you know, yeah. cause I, I, I gotta be on point. Right. So that's like what I've been is important to work because if you're not healthy, yeah. then it suffers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I know people, and I used to be like this, but I know people now that fucking all they do is work, you know, and that's how they have all these health problems later on. Cause they don't fucking work out. They don't eat healthy. They don't take their vitamins. So it's like, I don't want to be like this. So I'm giving way more time now to all that stuff. That's important besides work. So, you know, I got to add in like more shit too. And there's like family and shit like that, but still working on it. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're all still working on it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not one of those things where it's like, it, it doesn't just all, fall into place like it's a it's a it's a thing you constantly have to work at you know for sure man yeah so so let's talk a little bit about your business yeah so um i'm guessing in 2020 like you got like your shit skyrocketed (laughs) yeah it did um yeah i mean so like prior to 2020 so like we build you know work wherever solutions right so like we help businesses do business wherever they want right so traditional office space is kind of like we've we kind of saw this coming we didn't see the pandemic coming but we saw the shift from like traditional office spaces changing Mm -hmm. and so like we've been doing this for a while and um prior to 2020 we were seen as like uh like a benefit to employees you know what I mean? Like a lot of people would kind of see what we did and be like, that's nice. It's not really a necessity because like I have all of my people in the office kind of a thing. You yeah. know, they didn't, they were very like narrow sighted. It was like, well, you know, like, well, what happens if one of your employees goes on vacation and can they, can, can they access and still do business? Like, is that person a vital part of the process? Like, can you, can that process afford to sit on the shelf for two weeks while he's in, Disney World or something like that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there was like so much like narrow sightedness 
around business prior to 2020, which got put on blast, you know, like businesses who didn't have scalability and real processes and remote capabilities to a certain extent suffered big time um, because it was just, uh, you know, and, and there were some businesses that ha- probably had all those in place that maybe they had a brick and mortar or something like that or or a gym that did have all their processes in place and still suffered even even though. Um, but, you know, that's not my – I'm not that in area. I'm on the area of enterprise. And so those enterprise organizations that didn't have the remote solutions put in play, they – a lot of them aren't here. You know, like I was calling – I was calling some businesses that we, you know, we used to partner with and, you know, you get do, 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 that number is no longer in service, you know, it's like, oh, damn, well, they didn't make it, huh? So, (laughs) so what, what, um, it it was tough, but for us, it was, it was kind of, uh, in a way it was kind of, um, you know, uh, really great for the morale of our business because a lot of employees kind of didn't get it beforehand you know or maybe they, it was just basically they were just implying they were just putting trust in in leadership to say this is going to come you know like a lot of our meetings in like 2018 were like you just got to trust us guys this is the way technology yeah. you know what i mean like we're gonna break through like it's okay like we'll get there like you just gotta and it was we were built on trust you know and uh and then after 2020 we you know we exploded really i mean we were We've done over the last year, we've done, you know, a ton of business, a lot of new business. We lost a lot of big clients because of just the spending cuts. You know, some of our some of our clients were uh, like hotels, you know, which, you know, bit like really large hotel organizations, global hotel organizations that you would definitely know if I said. Um, and so those we had to cut people, you know, we had to do make changes and stuff like that. Um, because we lost those contracts, not because we weren't doing a good job, but because they no longer had the money to hire people. They had massive layoffs, you know. So we kind of shifted, and you know, we had more work than we knew what to do with on the other side, of the commercial side, and stuff like that. So, um, no, we saw a ton of growth uh, over the last year, and it was really just, you know, because technology trends caught up. It, it wasn't really anything that we were doing differently. I mean, we've definitely changed like our core values and internally it's less like hey just trust us kind of a thing it's more like look here are some studies here are some things like we're organizing a lot better um and so like this year actually um i don't know when this podcast is gonna uh release but um tomorrow may 20th that's my tomorrow uh we're being announced as uh, one of the top 10 best places to work in Washington business journal. So like, yeah, so like it's paid off, you know what I mean? So like, uh, yeah, we'll be top 10. The Washington business journal named us best places to work for 2021. Um, so like a lot of, that was like a lot of the growth that we went through, like our offerings and our technology prior to 2020 and post 2020, it's the same. You know what I mean? Like our products, the same, but the way that we've delivered it and our communication internally with employees has changed because we just wanted to focus on because like at the beginning of 2020, it was like we lost a few employees because they were afraid that we were too small to to make it through. 
20, you know what I mean? Make it through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So they jump ship. They would go to like larger companies or larger organizations, but they all came back, you know, because we were able to change the way that we talk to our employees and the way that we went about our business and we, the way that more we leaned heavily more so on our core values and, you know, our message became clearer and, uh, it, you know, that type of a thing where, so that was like our biggest change, I feel like, from the pandemic. I mean, yeah, sure, business has been good to us because of the pandemic. Um, but the but the internal communication, the internal process, the internal workings and appreciating employees and everything like that, that's where I feel like that was like the silver lining, you know? Yeah, so like if, if you like help other businesses work remotely, is it like – some employees or is it say like the whole company or most of the company where it's just shifts because what i'm wondering is like yeah. if, if it's like oh well now we have or we used to have this office space where everybody just come in comes in well now we don't have to do that anymore yeah now we can just work remotely like how do you how does how do certain companies keep like their culture aligned yeah that's a great question so there are every business is different right so I, there are businesses where I would say, shut your office down. There's no reason for you to have an office other than the fact that, you know, you feel like it's a place for me to meet with your end client and to show off, you know, like yeah. you have a big office space and you want to like have this big warehouse and whatever, like that's important to you because you feel like you like need it to have some sort of self-worth, then whatever. We shut our office down in October of 2019. Um, we don't have an office. So we have an address of where our office used to be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, and so like if a client really wants to meet, we can meet there. We have the – we can go in there and go in a conference room, and it's just a shared work space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah, every business is different. You know, Obviously, like if you're a gym, brick and mortar or something like that, you know – going completely remote is not possible right (laughs) (laughs) yet but like why not why can't a gym in the future have like some sort of a pin code where they can let themselves in you know and you're minimizing your staff that's actually on site and your sales staff is remote you know obviously you're still your personal trainers are still going to be in person and stuff like that but like why can't we have that discussion and that's what we help organizations do is to say how are we? How can we transfer your capital expense, the stuff that you own, the stuff that's physical location? How can we cut that to transfer those funds to operating costs? To so migrating capital expense to operating expense, because that's where we want to be, right? Like that's where you can really save money is cut. And if you can cut all of that down in the name of technology, maybe like you have a server room or something like that, right? Get rid of those servers, right? Now you no longer have to upkeep those old servers. You no longer have to keep that physical space to keep the servers. You no longer have to pay the electrical costs of the cooling and heating in order to keep those servers running at optimal optimal uh, uh, temperature. You know that's all plays into it. The rent, everything involved, right? And now you can take that money, whatever it was, you know, ten tens of thousands of dollars a year, and you can give it back to your employees, maybe, or or pocket it, you know. You know, there's lots of different things that you can do. 
so that's that was a lot of our that's a lot of our focus. And the way that I explain it to most people is we like cable. So do you have do you have cable? Do you have like a Verizon or Cox or DirecTV or something like that? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> right, because this is this is 2021, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like that was the way to do it five years ago, six years ago, you know. Yeah, for sure. And and when when you cut the when you cut the cord, a lot of people thought you were crazy. Oh yeah, why would you do that? Like, how are you gonna <laughs> watch, uh, you know, Oprah? You know, you gotta watch Oprah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, and now you know you see things changing. You know, and like you know there are Netflix and Hulu and. Fubu, uh, what is it? Fubo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Roku yeah. and shit. Yeah, Roku. <laughs> and you have, and so now it's like, now we're on the opposite end of the spectrum right now, where we have too many streaming platforms. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe you're paying for like ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix. You have Sling TV. You have uh, Peacock. You have, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. You have like ten streaming platforms. And maybe you're paying more than you did if you had just had like DirecTV. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so now we're on the other side of the spectrum. And so we help businesses find that that middle ground where it's like, look, like you only watch The Office. So like you really only need Peacock. You know what yeah. I mean? Or something along those lines, right? Where it's like, find out what's really important to you and cut the rest, you know? Yeah. Like that, that's what is you really need to do. And you need to move your capital expense to your operating expense. So so it's not as it's not as always as easy to say like, hey, like everyone should go remote because every business is different. But like you should have the conversation to say like, what if we all were remote? What if what we just did for the last year continued forever? What if, you know, let's innovate. Let's change our business model to to make sure that we're ready for anything. We are a hundred percent remote. Our business is a hundred percent. That's and, crazy. And we have changed, and we've been that way since October twenty nineteen. You know, so when the this pandemic hit business as usual, man, you know? And so like this next year we have something called summer Fridays. So every single Friday between Memorial day and labor day, we don't work, you know, unless, uh, unless there's something mission critical that comes up, uh, a client needs something or, you know, you know, client first mentality type of a thing. Like, Hey, if they, if they need help, you're on call, but you know, you're on call, you know, like, Enjoy your Fridays. Have a three-day weekend with your family. The summer is only three months long. You know, enjoy it. Like, go travel. You know. Yeah. So that's our mentality as a company. Like, we we've pushed our. We want remote because we want our employees and our clients to experience life, and life is more important than sitting in a cubicle. You know. For most of your life. Right. Exactly. You know. So you already are going to be asleep for a third of your life. Yeah. You know, so if you're asleep for a third of your life and then you're at work for another third of your life, that means you only have a third of your life to live, you know? So let's, let's chip away at those other two thirds and figure out where we can live a little more. That's kind of our mentality. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I don't, I don't know where I don't want to say that, but I haven't really thought about that but because like we like we actually do need a warehouse or some kind of garage to store the material the equipment the vehicles stuff like that and well like to me like it seems like having an office space just to like have meetings and stuff like that just to but why because that's the way it's always been done 
Yeah. Right. Like, like I was saying, like, like I was saying before, like, I don't want to say that that we can't go like that because I haven't really thought about it, you know, right. deep. But Question. yeah, but like, but I, I always do stuff like that just to. Yeah, but why? Know. Because that's the way it's always been done. Yeah. Right. Like, like I was saying, like, like I was saying before, like, I don't want to say that that we can't go like that because I haven't really thought about it, you know, right. deep. But yeah, but like, but I, I always just thought like that, like the just having everybody together just like you know keeps you accountable in some sort of yeah. way with everything that you got to do. So um, there are other ways that will be more enjoyable to your employees to get together than sitting in an office space. So like tomorrow, uh, again, uh, it'll be Thursday when we're going yeah. and, we're, and we're getting named as Washington Business Journal's best places to work. They were like, hey, get together in your office space with all your employees <laughs> and like be on this Zoom call so that when we call you, you know, you guys are all together waving. And okay, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't <laughs> We don't meet in an office space, you know, but so what we're going to do is we're going to go to a winery nearby and we're renting out a room in the winery and we're going to have wine bottles and we're all going to get together <laughs> we're going to hang yeah. out and together. And that's how we, yeah. you know, have our morale, you know, and that's how we do our team building. So like another thing that we're going to do is we're saving money every month to put money aside so we have a certain dollar amount that we're transferring to a separate account that's our employee account. So at the end of the year, we'll have that money to throw a party or we're going to take everybody on a vacation or we're going to go do something together as an organization instead of spending, you know, $1400 a month on rent, take that money, put it aside into a separate account and then do something with your employees with that money. That will be they'll appreciate it a lot more than sitting in a cubicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then maybe it's fourteen hundred dollars a month for an office space. Well, cut it in half. Say seven hundred dollars, put it away. After a quarter, you have twenty one hundred dollars. What can you do with twenty one hundred dollars? That's half of your half of your office space cost that you can do with all your employees that they will love more than going driving and sitting in traffic every day. You know, maybe you guys go to like, you know, you guys are all soccer fans and maybe you rent a box out for a game and it's all inclusive. You think of what you can do for $2,100 with your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like just get creative with it. You don't have to have that office space. Now, if you want to meet with clients and stuff like that, you can spend less than a hundred dollars to find a shared office space somewhere where you can rent a conference room if you really need it. You know what I mean? But chances are you don't. And yeah. we'll be happier if, you, if, if, uh, if they're not. And they'll get more work done. You work longer hours at home than you do in the office because when you're in the office, you're looking for ways to get out of the office. If you're home, you feel guilty of the fact that you're home and you're going to work longer hours. That's not me saying that. Those are proven studies. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking that's like the whole opposite of you know like the way that we were taught I guess always been done the other way you know what I mean but like why has it always been the other way and, yeah. and maybe maybe it, it won't work for, for you or somebody listening you know what I mean but you won't know until you ask the questions so you should always be asking why like why has it always been done this way because the way to disrupt and the way to change and the way to change an industry is to ask those questions of why and do it differently you know what I mean? You learn the rules, 
you master the rules, you break the rules, you make the rules. That's the transition. You know what I mean? So right now you need to learn your industry, learn everything there is to know about the industry until you've mastered it. So much to the fact that when you don't even have to think about the rules anymore, you just do it. It's just part of who you are, right? And then you break the rules and people are going to go, whoa, we don't do it that way. You're like, yeah, well, I know the rules in the industry so well that I know how to get around the rules. I know how to get around the way that's always been done. No, this is the way that we're going to do it. And I can do it that way because I understand the industry and I've mastered it so well that I can change the way it's been done. And then people will see the fact that you've changed it so much that that becomes the new rule. It's no longer the exception of the rule. It is the rule. Mm-hmm. I mean, they write rules around you because you broke the rules so much. Like think about sports. Think about Tom Brady, LeBron James, all these people who broke the rules so much to the fact they had to write a, like there's a Tom Brady rule. You know what I mean? There are rules that are named after specific people in sports because they were so good they had to change. Oh, we can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? Or things change to allow certain things to happen, right? Like goalies in their in, in hockey. Goalie pads used to be huge, you know? And they're like, nah. No. You had to change the way. Oh, wow. So you have to be constantly thinking about ways that you can rewrite the rules in business, in life, sports, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Master, so you have to learn, master, break, rewrite. That's the, and then whatever you rewrote will become the rules that somebody else will have to learn. But you got to, you want to be on the forefront. Otherwise, you're just learning other people's how they did it. You know, so so thinking about the ways that always have been done, it's not doing any good, man. It's always been done that way. Okay, so how can we change it? How can we make it better? But you can't do that until you have mastered the way that it's currently being done. That's cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to think about this, and and you can we, we could probably get a uh, talk in a in a separate. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm, I'm later on. And whenever you need anything, you know that I'm I'm here for you, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. But uh, we're already past an hour, and I don't want to take more of your time. Yeah. So just uh, let the listeners know uh, where they can find you, and then I got one last canned question after. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, my podcast is at InnovarePodcast.com. That's I-N-O-V-A-R-E, Innovare, uh, InnovarePodcast.com. And you'll be able to see like all my contact information, and there'll be links to my business there as well. Hell yeah, man. So last question I have that I always ask everybody is, what do you, what do you consider your breakthrough moment and why? Uh, yeah, man, my breakthrough moment was, I mean, I've had multiple breakthrough moments, I guess. Um but I, I, there's two, two that come to mind. One would have been in that hospital bed. Um, you know, everything that I went through and, and everything I talked about today on today's show. The second one uh, would be when my first son was born. Um, you know, those type of moments in your life, you have to really look at and question yourself and be like, what the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? Like when, yeah. my, son, when my son was born, I was, I was serving. I was a server at a restaurant. I didn't really have much goal ambitions. I told I told people what I wanted to do, and I was putting in work, and well, I was putting in what I thought was work. You know, I thought I was working hard. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until after he was born that I actually like was like took a real hard look in the mirror, you know, and and changed the way that I did. I was doing things. So I think those type of events in your life, you you either you either admit that you're being lazy or you're not living up to your full potential or you just keep keep on with the status quo 
you know? Yeah. Cool, man. Appreciate you for saying that. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, buddy. I, I really appreciate this. This has been fun. For sure, dude. <laughs> a lot of nuggets job, dude. So, yeah, man. Thanks for taking the time, dude, and have a good day. Yeah, man.